Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I, I thought it was Seth MacFarlane. It's Seth Herzog? Yes. <sighs> They're two different comedians. He's going to be on the show today, Seth Herzog? Yes, he is. He was the guy who played Wonder Woman in that uh, Jimmy Fallon skit, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he plays that a lot in his stand-up. He uh, also does a lot of comedy writing, too. Very funny guy, I understand, and he'll be making you go, <laughs> all next hour, we're thinking. What's he doing with animals? Oh, he's got a brand new show, doesn't he? Yes, he does. On that geo. Duck quacks don't echo. I'm telling you, ducks in the title. These shows go, Duck Dynasty, Duck Quacks Don't Echo. I'm telling you. But do duck quacks echo? I don't think they do. I don't know. I think that's the big Why deal. Is they, they don't. Uh, well, I don't know. Do, do you if know a Joey? Duck quacks Joey? in the woods. If a duck quacks in the woods, <laughs> does Dace, it echo? Daisy, what are you working on? Well, there's a pretty big controversy in New York. Uh, they've got a new mayor, and he wants to take away a staple of New York City. He wants to get rid of the horse-drawn carriages. He feels they're inhumane. Other people feel, you know what, they've been here forever, they need to stay, they're a big part of tourism. It's pretty heated debate. I'll tell you more about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Really, I've heard so many people talk about that this week. You know, I personally think they should stay. Get I just think them. that they should be cared for better. Really? They should, well, yeah. I I agree with you that, you know, and maybe that's maybe that's what it's going to take. Uh-huh. Um, just the problem is nobody wants to, you know, nobody wants to deal with the the laws of taking care of taking right. care of them. You know, so it's almost like how the puppy does, mill. Everyone wants to buy the puppy, just that the mills, uh, are, you know, sure. Are the dogs how how does anybody care. know they're not being taken care of? I mean, I, I, I how could they even do their job if they weren't taken care of? Well, I think they're out there too many hours, and I think that there was talk about uh, the shelters were not adequate. But, Judy, that's Central Park. I mean, that's what we know Central Park as. Isn't every horse different, though? I mean, doesn't, you know, some horses need a job, and they might yeah. love doing it. Yeah. And other horses, you know, I just don't know. I mean, it, you know, the, the thing is, is uh, there's, I don't know. I mean, it, it all depends, you know. I, I think, uh, you know, people act like the animals are being exploited and used, but, you know, like dogs, some dogs just need a job. Yeah. They, they're not happy if they don't have a job, like like sled dogs. I mean, well, should we do away with the Iditarod? Because, you know, there are dogs pulling the sled, yet those dogs would be miserable if they didn't have a sled to pull. Well, you see, that's where I differ with you, but I think we'll find a lot of controversy. On the, really? We, really? You don't, you don't think the dogs would be miserable if I'm they didn't a have a sled? I'm not a big Iditarod fan, actually, yeah, but, because I've seen the animals, and ex- I, I've lived there, and I know what the, the animals yes, are going through. Yes, but how? also, we've lived there, and we've seen those animals. Did you see those animals in the trucks Waiting to get out, they couldn't wait to get out and get they hooked can't up to those. Wait to they run were and just pull those sleds. thrilled. It was like the highlight of their day. That was it's they, it's oh. why they were bred. I mean, if you if they didn't, okay, maybe the Iditarod's a bad example. Maybe right. just sledding in general. Yeah. I mean, because those dogs love to pull sleds. Yes, That's they what do. they love to do. I think everything to moderate within moderation, and that they should yeah, have adequate yeah. care, shelter, food, and time off. Oh, okay. Oh, so you, you say keep the horses there in Central Park, but make sure they're taking better, have better hours, have a union. They should have a horses yes, union. Yes, they is what should. They should. And they put a human's head underneath the uh, pillows, yeah, the blankets. Only Joey got that there. You know what yes, I think? Exactly. I think I think you should be able to have the do- the, the horses, but the requirement is the guy who runs the whole thing has to really love horses. That's it. What do you say we hit the phones? Put your hands up. Should we all hit the phones? Yes. Let's go hit the phones. one 405 8405 for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani right now. Hi, Donna. How are you? 
Hi, I'm great. Where are you calling from today? Seattle. What's going on? I um, uh, found an abandoned cat in a in a hotel room. Wow. And um, have tried to integrate her into my home. And I've had her seven months now, and she has still we're still having problems. Okay, what is she doing? She is stalking my old cat. So I believe that this is, you know, natural behavior, and she's just younger than the old one, and she wants to play. Mm -hmm. But we're trying to figure out ways um, to not have to find her another home. Okay, so she's stalking the kitty, but what beyond that? Is there anything else uh, occurring? Well, she also um, um, attacked me one day. And I've never been afraid of a cat, and I became afraid. All righty. So you're right. I mean, stalking is a completely normal feline behavior, as well as uh, pouncing, scratching, um, biting. All of those things are normal behaviors. And normally cats, when they're young, they're socialized with their litter and with mom, and they learn how to play inappropriate and inappropriate, or they learn what's appropriate, and mom tells them what's inappropriate. Um, they also learn bite inhibition, which is where, you know, they learn from biting their fellow um, kittens, you know, when they get to that ouch point, hey, the other kitty goes, hey, that's enough. And, and that teaches them when to let go and when a little bit of play bite is okay. So I don't know what your kitty's background is, and I presume, you know, being um, an outdoor kitty, you know, we'd have to just guess that maybe we didn't have some of that socialization and that early experience that really kind of helps mold and make a kitty more adaptable to both human contact and fellow cat contact. So some of that is challenging, and, and I don't know if your kitty is, you know, part what we'd call feral. Um, some of those kitties can be good companion cats. They may not always be the kind of lovey-dovey uh, cat that's going to get along with other people and cats in the home. Some do, though, and it takes time and just uh, patience to work through that. Now, as far as with this kitty, um, you know, the pouncing and kind of the stalking behavior, if that were to be accompanied with hissing, growling, ears back, physical postures of aggression, then I'd be more concerned. The the one time that she attacked me, it was, you know, ears back, and she was very, very mean looking. Okay. I don't know if she was snarling. I can't remember. I was so scared. (laughs) I assume she was. (laughs) Well, definitely. I mean, I I had a cat that we called Cat from Hell, and and he was... (laughs) He was poorly socialized, but he was lovable at times, and other times, you know, things would set him off. The, the challenge is with cats, it's not always kind of clear-cut what is what is causing the behavior. Is this going to be some kind of a territorial thing that the kitty's doing? Is she fearful, and she's trying to defend herself? You know, or in the case where she attacked you, was she redirecting her aggression towards something else, and you were just the closest victim? So I think to get to the bottom of this it's going to take a little bit more work to find out what the triggers for this behavior are and then what it what follows it so meaning kind of like i was getting at if she's just stalking the other cat and then the other cat gets away she goes another direction and that's where the interaction ends that's not really a problem that's just a her practicing that behavior of stalking and it's kind of not leading up to anything no she'll she'll keep after until she catches her and then what um I found some fur fluff balls on the floor from when I haven't been home, but most of the time since we have become aware of it, if we're not home, we don't leave them to have access for each other because I don't want the old one getting hurt. Okay. So when we're home, we, we squirt her with water and she runs away. 
Okay. And and so is are you actually seeing fights or hearing them yes. or you are. Okay. All righty. So, um, you know, the, the spray bottle technique can help a little bit, but for some cats, it'll actually amp them up and it actually gets them a little bit more anxious. So I think for your situation, we need a little bit better understanding of what's going on in the household situation. And I, I would really encourage you to, to find a board certified, um, behaviorist in your area. And there is an actual American College of Veterinary Behaviorists and, and it's a group of veterinarians that go on with special study in this area you need someone who's going to be able to help you kind of physically decide what's going on in your home because i don't think i can kind of wrestle that all out on this phone call Mm -hmm. um but if you're motivated and you want to try working through this there are definitely things that i would recommend and um the basic things when we have inner cat problems is Several. One is that we make sure we have ample resources. So um, we don't necessarily want cats to share things if they're not getting along. We want to give two separate feeding bowls, two separate water bowls, litter boxes separate. We want to give them different perching sites in different parts of the house so that the cats don't have to necessarily cross paths if they don't feel like it and if it stresses them out too much. We, That's very we important. We do have all of that except for that the, um, the new cat is using both litter boxes but mm-hmm. well, add a, add a third side, and the old cat doesn't really like litter boxes anyway. Okay, well, add a third box too, because normally we would add one more box than the number of cats in the house. Oh, so, okay. g- give an additional source. Now, I would consider putting a bell on the frisky cat, and that'll help to give your older cat a little bit of time and um, kind of audible warning when that cat's coming. And if you have to separate them physically, sometimes it's kind of like what we call timeshare. <laughs> you have cats that don't get along. You separate parts of the house and let them have their unique space and not feel stressed either seeing the cat, hearing it, um, and, and really give them kind of alone time. For the frisky cat, I would definitely also want to make sure that we do schedule playtime for that cat and um, doing that in a safe way so that you're not getting bit. And that usually means nothing that in- kind of encourages the cat to address your hand. So uh, cat toys on little uh, like fishing poles, some of the automated toys with laser pointers, um, and then even some of the food dispensing toys. All of those things are things to keep the cat's attention. you got to change it up. So if people tell me all the time, ah, I've got all those things for my cat. you got to change it. Like cats are not like dogs. You've got to like drop a toy in within two minutes. Okay, you're bored with that? Here's a new one. Give you something else. Dogs are a little bit more simple-minded, I'll say, <laughs> in that regard. <laughs> but really, I was, uh, hey, Alan, nothing wrong with it, Alan. I love dogs. Just cats are a little bit more unique that way. So um, cats are girls and, and dogs are boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I will tell you that also, if if you do find professional help, either with your veterinarian, um, if they want to tackle this behaviorally, or with a behaviorist, um, oftentimes I will use drugs. And that's not something I'm going to recommend for you because I think, like I said, we need a lot more information on what the triggers are. But um, there are some natural things. Um, there's some amino acids, L-theanine, which is a supplement. Um, it actually helps to kind of modulate the mood and, and helps to kind of increase the calming effect. Uh, and choose for both dogs and cats. You can get that in treats. Um, there's also little pills you can give. Um, that might be one thing to try in a kind of more natural way. And then, of course, the pheromones, the scent hormones that kind of relax animals. Those are kind of mild things you can try to incorporate in the home as well. But you got a lot of work. And, and if you're not really, I, I sensed in your some of your comments that it didn't sound like you're kind of really up for a lot of to do with this, Kitty. Is that right, Donna? Uh, no, actually, the opposite. It's just that I feel like I've already done everything. <laughs> uh, mm. We've been working at this, like I said, for seven months. 
Mm-hmm. And, okay. and uh, I tried almost everything that you said, but you did give me a few new ideas. So okay. I'll okay. try those well, things. And I will also, I didn't think to try um, finding a behaviorist in my neighborhood. So I think I'll, mm-hmm. I'll try to find that. So yeah. did, did you just walk into a hotel and, and uh, there your kitty was? I was working at a hotel, oh. and I heard the desk clerk say something about a cat being abandoned. And I says, well, I'm a cat oh. person. Let me know if you need help. He goes, oh, no, no problem. following day, I heard him say the pound was on their way to get her. Oh. And I'm like, no. <laughs> uh. So I went and I met her, and I made sure she could use a cat box. And I moved her to my motel room where I was staying while I was working there. And uh, she was just a love when she's just with me alone in a room, like at home, I just keep her in my bedroom with me, and she is just a love. Oh, my God. Okay. But, but anytime she integrates into the rest of the house, she decides to play. She, she doesn't want to share you. <laughs> hey, listen, try those ideas that Dr. Debbie gave you. If you still have trouble, Donna, give us a call back. We'll try to put it into whatever problems that you're having, okay? I will. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. one 405 8405 It's toll free to Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, and dog father Joey Volani right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors, no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. Need a vacation, but it's just not in the budget? Well, thanks to our biggest sale of the year, spend six days, five nights, all-inclusive at the fabulous Via del Palmar Resort in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. All the sand and sunshine with meals and cocktails included for just $3.99. Just $3.99 per couple, not per person. Plus, two kids, stay free. This is paradise. Crystal blue water, beautiful beaches, amazing amenities. You and the kids, meals and cocktails included, all just $3.99. Save over $1,200. Visit Cabo399.com or call right now, 888-475-9098. That's 888-475-9098. At this price, the sale won't last long. Call 888-475-9098. Special terms and conditions apply. Visit Cabo399.com and travel anytime in the next 12 months. Call right now, 888-475-9098. That's 888-475-9098. Okay, you ready? I'm going to let go of the bike now. Wait, not yet, Dad. Well, just keep pedaling. You've got it. Don't let go. Don't let go. There are moments in life that cause us to hesitate. I already did. You're doing it. Woohoo! I'm doing it. But once we take action, we're awfully glad we did. Markets are changing, and interest rates are still low. If you're thinking about getting into the real estate market, now may be the time to make your move. Every market's different. Call a Realtor today and visit Realtor.com. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hey everybody, this is Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Miller Band. Just want to tell everybody out there on Animal Radio, thanks for loving your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Let's head on over to the phone. And uh, I believe this is for Dr. Debbie. And we have Ed on the phone. Hey Ed, how are you doing? 
I'm doing all right. I'm yourself. Very good. What's going on? I've got a, a little Cocker Spaniel Shih Tzu mixed uh, dog. She's about four years old. And she continues to scratch and itch and bite. And she's turning mm. her skin really, really pink. Mm. Okay. We've tried everything underneath the sun, like bathing her every month, picking her down to the groomer, getting her hair cut all the way down to, you know, shave her down to where she's smooth. And you know, last year we had an epidemic with the uh, fleas because they were so bad up in our area. And, um, uh-huh. We're out of control, but she's got a severe itch problem. We even put one of those e collars on them, and you take it back off, and she's right back to, to biting herself. Okay. All right. Well, you know, if you've had, and the first thing is, if you've had flea issues in, in the past, I'm going to ask you to make sure you are addressing that, even if you don't see these guys, because flea allergy dermatitis, uh, it lingers well past when we see the little fleas. So even if you're doing a good job controlling fleas today, you could still have the itch last for up to a month later. So um, you want to keep up with a product, um, um, both that does a quick kill and also one that does a monthly um, application. Uh, so itching dogs, my gosh, this time of year, I am seeing tons of scratching dogs. And one of the big reasons is because we start to have some of the different changes in weather. And at least in my area, there's a lot of different allergic type problems um, that are triggering itchy dogs. Um, so address those fleas, but then we can try some other remedies for the itchy pet. And some of these are going to require that you go to the vet. So there are some dogs that you can treat at home with colloidal oatmeal baths. And those, not just once a month, but you need to give those at least twice a week um, because it has a very short relief. It lasts for a few days, and then it wears off. And just think of yourself if you ever had chicken pox. feels good getting out of that Aveeno bath, but it'll go away within just a few days. So you got to repeat that. Um, so you can up the frequency of that. Um, I often will use antihistamines and fatty acids for the mild itching in pets. I kind of wonder if your pet is beyond that now, and that's why it might be in your best pet's best interest to see a veterinarian. Um, because if she's to the point where she is just traumatizing herself, um, if you take that Elizabethan collar off, she's at a point where she can't control her will. And it, it's something we really got to get her some help. So for some pets, we might use something like a steroid for a short-term itch relief. And I have dogs, oh my gosh, I have seen this week three dogs that come in once a year in the same couple weeks because they have seasonal allergies. And all they need is an allergy shot. They may need just a short course of a steroid, and it gets them past that hump. And then the rest of the year, they're, you know, mild itching or they're doing good as gold. So, you know, that might be well worth that trip to the veterinarian. So um, I would definitely see about doing that. And then, you know, I'm going to scold you for using an Elizabethan collar for itching. It may help her from self-traumatizing. But it's not getting to the heart of things. So um, right. we we can look at doing some other things with diet if it's something that's uh, more long-term or ongoing. So a diet change to a food that's of a different type of component. So it used to be lamb and rice was a kind of unusual protein diet. Um, they're kind of everywhere now. So you might look at getting something that's got more like a venison-based diet or um, or even rabbit-based diet. Um, and then some folks go into the whole grain-free um, group um, with those kind of diets. Um, yeah, so but, but, just, uh, our vet suggested uh, getting away from the, the whole the grains for, for a while and see if that worked. We're on, uh, we've uh, started on that food, but I haven't really seen the, the change yet. Yeah, and that that can take some time. So you, and that's why I I'm, I urge you to get to the vet because we want to give this baby some relief before you start getting um, a lot more 
established skin problems because it starts off with the itch and the scratch and then a lot of dogs will go on to develop skin infections, hair loss, um, a lot of odor to the skin. So it can really get much worse from where you're at. So I, I definitely get that looked at. Okay. Good luck with that, Ed. I appreciate it. Give me a call back if you have any troubles. I'll put you on with any one of the Dream Team here to help you out. Well, when you think about the year 2013 and you think about animal stories, what was one of the biggest ones? I know, you're thinking, you're thinking. <laughs> well, one of the biggest ones that I'm going to talk about is pet food and treat recalls. Gosh, there were so many animals, unfortunately, that really got sick and lost their lives. But I have some tips to help you so you can be on the lookout and some, you know, just some safety tips. So in case there is anything tainted, you can avoid it. I'll give you all the details coming up on Animal Radio News. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A dog owner from Myrtle Beach is spreading a safety message after her dog lost part of his tongue in a terrible paper shredder accident. Sandy Clark's boxer named Cross lost chunks of his tongue by getting it caught in a shredder in her home office. Clark said it was a terrible experience. Cross was screaming with his tongue still caught in the machine for 10 to 15 minutes until they were able to put the shredder in reverse. Clark is trying to make people aware that shredders need to be unplugged and should include a warning about the dangers to children and pets. As for Cross, his prognosis is very good. He was able to keep most of his tongue and will soon be back to eating, drinking, and licking. Just not shredders. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. For dogs, like people, arthritis is the most common health problem, and joints are stressed even more with increased activity in summer. FlexRx is a new way to safely and effectively treat canine joint health problems. All-natural FlexRx doesn't mask symptoms like other products. It's clinically proven to restore healthy joint function. With FlexRx, your dogs can enjoy an improved quality of life they've earned and deserve. Flex RX is available at Pet Supplies Plus or visit ProLabsPets.com. It used to be hard to find the answers to questions. Like if you wanted to know how fast a peregrine falcon could fly, you'd need to get a falcon and a football field and a friend at the other end with a falcon treat and a stopwatch. Now you don't need any of those things. All you need is a computer and you can know. It's easy to get answers to tax questions too. You can use a computer to ask TurboTax a question. Like, can I deduct my new laptop? You don't need a falcon treat to get the answer to that. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. Need a vacation, but it's just not in the budget? Well, thanks to our biggest sale of the year, spend six days, five nights, all-inclusive at the fabulous Via del Palmar Resort in Cancun, Mexico. All the sand and sunshine with meals and cocktails included. Just $2.99. Just $2.99 per couple, not per person, plus two kids stay free. This is paradise. Crystal blue water, beautiful beaches, amazing amenities. You and the kids, meals and cocktails included. All just $2.99. Save over $1,300. Visit Cancun299.com or call right now, 888-475-9303. That's 888-475-9303. At this price, the sale won't last long. Call 888-475-9303. 
Special terms and conditions apply. Visit Cancun299.com. Travel anytime in the next 12 months. Call right now, 888-475-9303. I'm Beth Stern on Animal Radio and Adopt from Your Local Shelter. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, nothing is certain in life except death and taxes and increasingly pet food and treat recalls. There were 33 in 2013. On average, that's one every 11 days between 2008 and 2012. The Food and Drug Administration got more than 2,500 complaints from people regarding pet food and livestock feed. The complaints range from an animal refusing to eat a food to illness and death. Here's some steps that you can take to reduce your dog or cat's risk. One is mix it up. Don't feed the same brand or flavor all the time. If you rotate your food frequently, your pet will be less likely to encounter a bad batch. But also make sure you rotate that food by adding a little bit at a time. Otherwise, your your pet will get diarrhea and get sick. Photograph package codes and expiration dates so you've got a record if there's a problem. And scoop food out of the container using a clean measuring scoop Spoon or cup, not your pet's bowl because it's full of bacteria. And wash your pet's bowl in a dishwasher. It'll kill the bacteria. Report any adverse reactions to the FDA's safety reporting portal at safetyreporting.hhs.gov. New York City has a new mayor. That means it's time for a little bit of a change. Specifically, Bill de Blasio wants to change how tourists get around Central Park. At a news conference before he was inaugurated... Uh, de Blasio said he wanted to replace Central Park's iconic horse-drawn carriages with electric cars. He said he would move quickly and aggressively to eliminate the carriages, which he views as inhumane to the horses that pull them and not appropriate to the year 2014. I don't know. They are such a staple uh, in New York, and I know there's going to be a big debate on both sides of this. People are very passionate about it. 60 Minutes did an expose um, just, a, I don't know, it was about two years ago on the conditions of where the horses were kept. And then that had things change as a result of that. But uh, I don't know. There's, it's, it's still a very, very heated discussion. Two heads are better than one. You can have just ask this cow, Santa Seda, whose name translates into Happy New Year in Arabic, was born in the town of Safro in central Morocco. The animal had a condition that uh, made it be born with two heads. Now, that's more common among turtles and snakes, but Santa Seda is said to be healthy and, I guess, can eat fine. Two heads are better than one, right? That's what they say. I'm not going to do any two-headed jokes, all right? I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at Animal Radio. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Some 
some guy discovered shots. He read everything about blood cells and viral antibodies and said, hey, look, I can stab people with this and they don't get smallpox anymore. And everyone was like, great, stab me. That guy was an expert. Experts are the best because they tell everyone what they know and then not everyone has to be an expert. Like with the new healthcare law, you don't have to be an expert on that because TurboTax is. They studied it, broke it down, and simplified it. So now you can do your own taxes, smallpox free. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Introducing our new spring seasonal, Sam Adams Cold Snap. Oh, that's really nice. It's got a lot of flavor. It says springtime. Yeah, it's really good. It's very smooth. Cold Snap is light and refreshing. So this beer has 10 different ingredients. We have this really nice, complex spice and fruit flavor to it. Wow. It's got a lot going on. I like the name, too, Cold Snap. It's like we're kind of snapping out of that season. Yeah, this is my kind of beer. Crisp, refreshing, and Refreshing is the best word. Delicious. Sam Adams Cold Snap. Enjoy it while it's here. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Take responsibility. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This is Animal Radio, baby. Our very old Dr. Debbie Ishii is so smart. Check out her books, Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friends. Links over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. Uh, let's head on over now to Paula Scott. She's the marketing coordinator for Service Dog Resources and Pet Partners. Hi, Paula. How are you doing? Hi, Hi there. How are you? I'm fine. I am so... You, you have a great job. I mean, if I wasn't doing this, I would be doing what you're doing right now. <laughs> You're bringing, you're, you're certifying therapy animals. You're bringing them to the nursing homes or wherever they may be of help. And cats, I see, are very therapeutic. And every morning, I start my morning with a little, uh, purr. Purr fest. I purr, a purr fest with my cats. And it, in stereo. I, I'm so calm throughout the day so I can see how great it can be, uh, for those that need it. Tell us a little bit about what you do. My job here is to update the website and provide information to people regarding service animals. There's a difference between service animals and therapy animals. Uh, What is that difference? Uh, The difference is a therapy animal, according to our definition, is one that helps other people, provides comfort and joy to other people. So we register teams, people and their pets, to make voluntary visits to hospitals and nursing homes and schools and things like that. That's what a therapy animal is. A service animal, on the other hand, is a dog that is specially trained to provide um, a benefit, provide a, a work or task to a person with a disability who owns the animal. So the service dog would probably or most likely be with that person uh, all the 24/7. time, 24-7, where a therapy animal might just come in for a visit. Correct. How do, you, how do you certify an animal? Let's say I have a cat, and I just think this cat would be great at the local nursing home. How do I get it certified? The best thing to do with cats, because they're a little bit, you know, most cats are not quite as social as dogs. So if you if you want to prepare your cat to visit people, they, they need to be 
comfortable going out into public places. So, you know, you can't take them into stores, a lot of, a lot of public places, but there are some places where they can go, like pet stores and parks and, and things like that. Pet food stores a lot of times let, let cats in. Um, to get them accustomed to being around other people and being pet and held and passed around and things like that, it's best to start when they're kittens. But there are some cats, like my own, I must say, that just are naturally comfortable with other people. And um, if, if they have those kinds of characteristics, then that's, that's the first step, is to make sure that they have characteristics. And on our website... We do have a, a lot of information for what to look for in a pet that would make a good therapy animal. How many cats would you say you have? I, I still, I, I'm having a hard time with this. I mean, I love my cats. I have cats. But do you have a lot of cats that do this? Um, unfortunately, we don't. Uh, and that's, that's mainly because of the difference in the personality. We, we have uh, about 11,000 therapy animal teams across wow. the country. Yeah. Most of those are dogs. The greatest majority are dogs, but we have around 200 cats, I believe. Now, what else do you have there? I, I understand you might have some unusual therapy animals. Uh, we are. I was just about to say we also have horses. Um, miniature horses are quite popular nowadays. We have um, guinea pigs and rabbits and hot-bellied pigs, and we even have a couple of rats in our program, you know, domesticated rats. Therapy rats. I can <laughs> use one rats. of those. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let me give out the website. It's petpartners.org. And for those of you that have been in the animal industry a while, you may know these people as formerly the Delta Society, a 501c3. Pet Partners, petpartners.org is the website. We put links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. Paula, thanks so much for hanging with us. You're quite welcome. And to read more about, if you'd like to read some stories about some of our teens, we have many, many stories on our Facebook page, too, which cool. is facebook.com forward slash pets for health. And we'll put a link from animalradio.com. Thanks, Paula. Great. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Hey, let's head back to the phones. Talk about your dog or cat or iguana or fish or horse or bird, whatever you got. one 405 8405 right now. Uh, Dr. Debbie's here. She'll answer your vet medical questions. Dog trainer Alan Cable and dog father Joey Villani. That lady gave me a great idea for a radio bit for your show, for this show, for our show. Oh, really? For, yes. For our I, show. He, he, see, see, Dr. Debbie, he said our show. Our he show, at yes. first. He said your show at first. If you, well, you know. If you listen closely. What's wrong, well, Alan? You know, Don't I, you feel part of the group today? Well, no, it's not that, Dr. Debbie. I just feel, you know, respect should be given where respect is due. And, you know, Hal gets very little respect, but I respect him as my leader. I mean, I know you ladies have no respect for him, but I respect that, okay, him as my leader. Okay, I was waiting leader. for that. That's, that's what yeah. was coming. You're, you're saying yeah. that I am disrespectful of Hal, so yeah, therefore cool, you're going to... Like being an ass kisser, and you're going to try to over cool? the top. Isn't it, cool, isn't it cool what women do? You don't say anything, but then, so what you're saying is, you're saying I'm ugly, right? But all I did was sit in my chair and say, hey, you know, let's not go out tonight. I'm really, I'm really tired. Oh, you're saying I'm ugly. You're saying you don't want to be seen with me. That's what you're saying. Oh, Helen, uh, you are so wonderful. Can I just tell you what a great Debbie, trainer a you are great and a great idea. human being you are? I, I am I just a, inspired to be in your presence. You know what? He's you a good trainer he's he actually smells good too not a lot of people know this over the radio his skin is soft 
I'm not feeling it. Do- Dr. Debbie says the words, but the, the real feelings, the true feelings are not there. I don't, I don't see her heart. I just, I hear words. I hear emptiness. I don't see heart. Hey, but I got a great idea for you, Dr. Debbie. So it's, a, and it could work on this show. It could work in your little vet clinic there. And I think okay. you'd have fun doing it. I think it would lighten things up for you. Uh, every day you should play a game called Will It Lick Me? <laughs> Oh, come on. Any animal in this hospital will lick me. There you go. We have a there green iguana here. It will lick you. Yeah, Definitely. see, but when the patients come in, they'll get very... I'm not talking about the animals. I'm talking about the husbands. Will it lick me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's, uh, let's head back to the phones. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to talk to the whole team. Uh, Stacy got news coming around the corner. What do you got? Well, what could be worse than you think you're carrying around your little loved pet in a, a an urn? You know, it died, so you're carrying it around in an urn. And then you find out that that may not be your pet that you're carrying around, that your pet's been shoved into some shallow grave, and you're carrying around something else. That's devastating, isn't it? Well, that's what happened in Morgan County, Tennessee. I'll give you the details coming up on Animal Radio News. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's time for your Sweet Scoop Minute with Doc Halligan. You certainly don't have to be wealthy to keep your cat healthy. Here are my top 10 ways to save money on your vet bills. Feed your cats high-quality pet food and don't give table scraps. Do a once-over on all of your pets at least once a week. Make sure all your pets are spayed and neutered. You've got to try to brush your pet's teeth every other day to decrease on that tartar buildup. Exercise your pets and keep their weight down. Make sure your pets get in for a yearly exam. Develop a good relationship with your veterinarian. Use flea, tick, heartworm, and parasite prevention on all of your pets. Be prepared for holidays and seasonal changes. And last, consider getting health insurance for your cats. This was a Sweet Scoop Minute with Doc Halligan. Sweet Scoop clumping litter stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. This has been Varane on Animal Radio. Remember to spade and neuter your animal for a healthier and longer life. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hello, hello, hello. Well, it's good to be back on Animal Radio, your resident party animal, Vinnie Petten, coming at you uh, and loving every minute of the Animal Radio airwaves. One of the things that I uh, love and admire the most about animal lovers, it's going to be serious, going to have a serious one today. I, I, I hope those of you who came here looking for laughs won't be bummed out by this, but it's the way that animal and pet lovers rally around the issues and they're not afraid to sign petitions to draw up petitions and to do things of that nature i really respect that i really admire that in there and 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 that's why i'd like to bring one to the table right now to get a petition made up for and circulated and put a stop to something and uh the people we'd be targeting right now are those who come up with merchandising for cat owners 
the, the, the things that cat owners, it's bad enough the things that cat owners will buy and wear. But what's even worse is, is the stuff that these people come up with. Do you know I was at the mall last night? I actually saw a woman walking my way. She must have been in her 40s, late 40s or so. She had on this glittery, big baggy sweatshirt, and it had a picture of a cat on it wearing a cowboy hat, and it had a lasso, and it said, cat a girl on it. Like, cat a girl? And I just looked at this and I thought, it's not this woman's fault that she, someone probably, it's probably the worst stock, stocking stuff for known to man that she got stuck with this probably glow in the dark cowboy cat sweatshirt. It's not her fault. It's not even her fault if she bought it for whatever reason. It's the merchandiser's fault. And why is it always cats? Another one I saw once, it was actually a really good looking girl too. She had on a shirt that said sex and the kitty. And uh, the, the, there was a cat where Sarah Jessica Parker's Carrie Bradshaw was supposed to be. I don't even know what to make of this. Cat erotica. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. And she's like twirling in, in high heel shoes. And it's a cat. And it's said sex and the kitty. Uh, now, you know, the merchandisers out there are thinking, hey, Vinnie Penn, party animal, say whatever you want. We make a bundle of money on that stuff. But you are... You're causing corneal abrasion because there is such disbelief when people see other people wearing this that we rub our eyes so violently. You're causing corneal abrasion. And like I said, it's always the cat. It's just cats. You don't see like somebody who's got a huge aquarium at home wearing a shirt that says, I've got fish use. And big picture of, of of goldfish on his shirt, making funny faces. You don't see that cool Harley dude who has a snake wearing a shirt that says "Snake it or leave it." So let's get the petition up. That's actually a great line, tagline right there for a plumber. Let's get the petition made and out to the cat merchandising folks. Um, I guess the best way to end this week's segment would be cats all folks. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hello, this is Loretta Swift, and I'm on Animal Radio. And please don't forget to stay and neuter. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets. Grab your furry companion and your pet. Bring them around the radio. It's toll free 1 866 405 8405. Is this the same guy? Oh, cool. Yes, it is. We were just talking about you, Terry. How are you doing? Pretty good. We were just uh, reaffirming everybody that, uh, yes, the women here are definitely hotter than they sound on the air. All right. And the men are uglier. Yeah, we're dog ugly. They what, have radio faces. What's going on in your world? Well, I've got two rescue dogs. Um, we've had them for about a year and a half now. One is a uh, men pen. The other one is an Australian cattle dog. And uh, we took the cattle dog first. We had her for a short time. Our neighbor had a, a chihuahua. They got along real well. Then the neighbor moved. And we went and got the men pen. 
But she does really well with the with the little dogs. She adapts with little dogs all the well. But when it comes to dogs her size or bigger, uh, she just has a temperament problem, and we don't know what to do with it. She'll, I mean, you can hear her snapping uh, her jaws so hard trying to get at them. Uh, so she's not socialized at all. And being we don't know her past uh, family life, uh, we don't know what to do with her. What do you do? Firstly, there's a lot of different kinds of uh, aggression in dogs. It's probably the most common problem. And uh, your dog is fearful, very, very anxious and afraid, and that's why she's reacting like that when other dogs come near her. She's afraid, and she figures the best offense is a good, the best defense is a good offense. And whether she would go at him or not, we don't know. But what are you doing when your dog's acting like this? What's your behavior? Uh, usually yelling at her to stay, you know, pulling back on the leash. Uh, we've tried taking her to the dog parks a couple times and to get her to um, socialize is, is almost impossible. Now, our daughter has a uh, an Australian cattle dog also, a different color. We have a blue and theirs is a tan. And um, now they bring it over. It was a puppy to begin with. And if we're right there with them, uh, we can keep them from, you know, but she growls and... Uh, she snapped a couple times. But you get very anxious. You're you're very anxious, and your energy is very manic when your dog's acting like that. Oh, you're, sure. you're afraid, sure. too, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the best... Too. The, the best advice to I me, mean, because I would love to work with someone like you and be there because that's what it takes, because it's behavior modification that you have to uh, involve yourself in. And to do that, you have to understand what's triggering your dog, and you already know that. Other dogs are triggering your dog. And, and you have to know how to divert and redirect your dog's energy and, and get your dog to where he's not or she's not afraid of other dogs. I, I would suggest you visit a behavioral therapist, a, a dog behavioral expert, because there are certain things you need to know so that the problem doesn't get worse. The simple solution is just don't bring your dog around other dogs for a while. Don't bring your dog around other dogs because that's the trigger. But in order to change your dog's behavior, that's a little involved and it's a little difficult to explain on the phone. I could give you, if, if somebody gets me an email address, I could actually write you out a plan of action that you could follow. But getting a sure. behavioral expert would be a very good idea for you to teach yeah. you how to be calm and be a, an assertive, compact leader because that's what your dog needs. Your dog is anxious and fearful because the dog is protecting you as well as afraid for itself right now. Yeah. See, my wife uh, is there with the dogs all the time, and I work. So, um, and uh, when we got her, uh, this dog has never tried to leave. I mean, it's like she walked through the door and said, "Okay, I'm at my home, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to you know, stay right here. The gates can be open. She'll bark yeah, at people. Very fearful at that gate. Oh yeah. Just very you know, I have a I have a neighbor with a dog like that. This dog is just a mess because they were taking a walk one day, and another dog attacked while his dog was on a leash. And ever since that day, he's been a wreck. So his dog is a wreck, and he won't let his dog be around other dogs. And I was walking by his house, and his dog is barking like a maniac. And I walked up there, and he's freaking out. The neighbor's freaking out. And I said, Larry, just leave me alone with your dog for a couple of minutes. Go in your house. And I had them playing and acting like dogs within 10 minutes. I mean, they were, they were just acting like dogs. His dog was acting like a dog again instead of like a mess. And that's because that's the dog is feeding off his energy. His energy is so manic and crazy, the dog <laughs> thinks there's something to be afraid of even when there isn't. It's, it's like Joey's in the room. <laughs> okay, that makes sense because, uh, 
And my wife gets, uh, her son was here with his daughter, a baby, and no, I don't want the dog because she snaps and she growls and that. And I said, just it, the dog is fine, leave him alone. And and we've never had any problem. I mean, it's a baby and a baby's full on dog, and she's done really well. But my wife gets really anxious, and I can see it then, you know, because she keeps him away and and puts her out in the garage when the baby's there and things like that. Well, your wife is smart. I mean, you should definitely keep the dog leashed when the baby's there. You don't, you don't know what could happen, and, and the, the, the time distance between a dog becoming fearful and actually being aggressive is so short and so unpredictable if you don't know what you're looking at when you watch a dog that it's very smart to be cautious when there's a baby around. But you can keep the dog around you. Just make sure the dog is on a leash. Make sure you're right there when the baby approaches the dog at all times. Yeah, okay, that works. And I'd be glad to uh, see your plan of action. I, uh, we love these little dogs, and, and uh, we've really had a great time with them, but my wife gets so tired worrying about them. And uh, it's like the men pen. We got her, uh, him a year later because the other one seemed to miss that little chihuahua that was next door. So they get along fine, but the men pen would run out the gate, and we'd chase him for block. Now he's to the point he's been here long enough, he, he doesn't go out the gate anymore. Well, it is exhausting being around dogs that aren't uh, that aren't calm, and uh, and don't know their order in the pack, and don't understand exactly why they have nothing to fear. A fearful dog and a dog that's unsocialized is a very exhausting dog. Terry, give us your email address. Hang tight. I'm going to put you on hold, and we'll uh, fry up Alan to that. By the way, you can email Alan. Anybody can email Alan. Send your spam to Alan, A-L-A-N, at animalradio.com. A-L-A-N. And I'm still... Yeah, I'm still waiting for a picture of Joey in that outfit we talked about. Well, I, hold on, I forget what outfit are we talking about here? The one you told me you keep in the back of your closet. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll get that. I'll get that right out there. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Villani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. Here are those numbers, toll free, it's 1-866-405-8405. Write that down, may not need it now. But you will someday. You'll have a question about your pets, and we'll be there. We'll be there to answer that for you. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Doctor Debbie is here, and thankfully she is here today. She uh, she could have been doing jury duty. What was the oh. deal? Yeah. Yeah, I, I got I got out of it, not in the sense that I begged and pleaded, but yeah, in Nevada, you have to respond to it. They really? don't let you say, "Oh, I'm a small practitioner, got a busy office." That doesn't matter. They they need you to report and uh, well, I would think injuries. you have all those animals that need your help. And, yeah. And, and, uh, Emergency. I was going to tell him. I was actually going to tell him. You know, are you going to be responsible if somebody's dog dies because I'm not there? And, and yeah. see what they said. But thankfully, I didn't have to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't seem to have that problem. They never call on me. They call on me once. And then they say, never mind. We'll never need you yeah, again. Yeah, I think they took you <laughs> off the list. So now. do you? is there a chance you'll go back or be called back? Or are no, you done? No, no. They, they count that as long as I responded and did what I had to do. They didn't need me. I'm free until the next time. And I think the last time I was called was about 
four or five years ago. Wow. Same thing happened. I got off, so I was like, lucky. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, she's here answering your questions today, Dr. Debbie, uh, Joey Volani, and of course, Alan Cable. On the show today, Seth Herzog, comedian Seth Herzog. If you're into the ha-ha thing, you probably know him. He's done a lot of TV. If you're into the well, some, pe- thing. some people aren't into the ha-ha thing. We're into the ha-ha no, thing. Some people like to be miserable at all, at all times. Yeah, yes. I know a few of those people, and I will introduce them to you. I swear to God. So, no. <laughs> Alan will fix them. He'll get them laughing. <laughs> How's married to one? Stacy. <gasps> oh! oh! Okay. Now you've gone too far. Now you've, you've crossed, crossed the, line. the line. Yes, you have. What oh, line? Where's the line? Alan, you made a big mistake. You don't you want to get on her wrong side. No. Yeah, I'd be looking well, behind well, you. But, you but he siphoned the haha right out of you. Let me tell you a little story about a guy named Vladi the Russian dog wizard. <laughs> <laughs> One day he went to the bathroom, and, and Judy just had gotten these brand new cherry bombs, and she'd seen them thrown down the toilet. You're not going to do that here. She said, it's not our place. You know, it's a station, you know, if something happens to the toilet. She put it down the toilet. Vlade went in there. Suddenly, Alan Cable is now answering your dog training questions <laughs> Uh-oh. here on Animal Radio. Uh-oh. Stacy, what are you working on? Well, China's the target again. There's some bad animal treats. Uh, they're donkey treats, and they were mixed with another animal. Ugh. I'll what? give you the details coming up on Animal Radio News. Donkey treats? I don't know. I, I don't. Uh, is that for the donkey? For donkey or treats made well, of donkey? See, now we have to stick around. Yeah. What is a donkey treat? Hey, let's hit the phones right now and talk to you. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hal's married to one of them. Stop it. He's just trying to alienate any female on this show, I think, Alan. You're I just... love females. Oh, we can make, Debbie, we can make his life a living hell. Honey. Females are my life. Uh, let's go to Alicia. Hi, Alicia. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Well, welcome. What's going on with your animals? Thank you. Well, I have a 16-year-old domestic short-haired cat who's recently been diagnosed with inflammatory bowel disease. Okay. He um, had an ultrasound, which that, um, that's how they got the diagnosis. He started vomiting, and you know we changed foods, thinking it was hairball. So at least we have the diagnosis. He's on a transdermal prednisone that I put in his ear. We alternate ears, mm-hmm. and also Pepsid AC. And I know he's supposed to be on a gluten-free food, which I'm having trouble finding any gluten-free wet food that he can eat. Is there such thing? Well, yeah. certainly. It, it- and well, we'll get to that. And then, uh, so he's not eating that. And how how is he doing with symptoms? What kind of symptoms is he currently having? Well, right now he he had been doing well for about five weeks, and now he I noticed I know he's lost weight, which is one of the signs uh, or the symptoms. But he's um, not eating as much of his wet food, and he's a wet food cat. He also has his dry. Um, his symptoms were that he would meow a lot before he moved his bowels. Um, okay. And now he just meows because he wants to eat, but he okay. doesn't seem to eat really what I put down. And again, they want him on a gluten-free, uh, it's supposed to be gluten-free, chicken-free, turkey-free diet. But he won't eat the duck because most of the duck has some type of fish oil in it. He won't eat any any type of fish. You know, he's 16. Mm-hmm. It's hard to change a... Oh, yeah. It's hard to change it. A- Dogs, old dogs trick and an old cat's diet, mm-hmm. definitely. Okay, so inflammatory bowel disease in kitties, very common. And also it's kind of what I call a nebulous diagnosis. It's suspected in a lot of cases, but it's hard to prove. And truly the only way we can prove it is actually through a biopsy. 
So we can suspect it by ruling out some other things, um, doing lab work, um, x-rays and ultrasounds, such as, you know, what your kitty had done. But ultimately, unless I get a piece of an intestinal tract um, somewhere, we really can't document and prove it. So, right, and I, at his age, I didn't want to put him through the biopsy. You know, even understandable. The needle biopsy. I just didn't want to. If it is, they say it can lead can- or it turns into cancer. It leads to cancer. I didn't want Absolutely. to really open anything up. True. And in cats with inflammatory bowel disease, um, it, it is a debilitating inflammatory condition. And there are definitely cats that will go on where the condition can progress into lymphoma, um, which also affects the digestive tract in a similar way. And most of these kitties will have weight loss. They'll have vomiting. Uh, they may have diarrhea. Although I have had some cats that really the only symptom we have is they just kind of gradually lose weight. Everything else seems perfectly normal. So they don't have to have each and every one of those symptoms. So Ultimately, treatment-wise, if we can get a dietary management, that's going to be one of the best things we can try. And there is no single one best diet that is recommended for cats with inflammatory bowel disease. There's lots of different approaches, and it kind of depends on how a kitty responds to one approach um, before I switch to another or maybe try the third or the fourth. And there's basically what we'd call a high digestibility diet, and those would be ones where you're going to try to, you know, avoid things like some of the wheats. Um, we're going to ask for um, low bulk. Um, we're going to ask for a moderate fat and protein level. So those are usually best prescribed by your veterinarian, and they're going to include prescription diets, so they're going to be a bit more expensive. All right, the DD, Along- are you familiar with the DD? Mm-hmm. Now, DD is a little bit kind of more into the hypoallergenic diet. Okay, so we they have... tried that. He wouldn't eat it because it's stuck and it has fish oil in it. So it smelled mm-hmm. like fish. <laughs> Well, and there's a lot of other foods out there. So we're, we're either looking at going with high digestible diets or going with hypoallergenic or what we call novel protein diets. We might try a hydrolyzed diet. Hydrolyzed is another way we go at food allergy symptoms. And for some kitties, you know, we have to kind of, like I said, switch it up. Because if a cat won't eat, say, a duck-based diet, doesn't mean that all hypoallergenic diets aren't going to work. It just means we need to try something different. I will tell you, though, that cats in general, when we talk about food allergy, and reactivity, beef, dairy, and fish are the most common things that cats will have an allergic or an inflammatory reaction to. So, so you said um, wheat, dairy, and fish. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's a little bit of a kind of playing around. So if I want to pick a diet, maybe with a high digestibility diet, I might try. There's some, um, there's IAMS makes one called low residue diet. That might work great for some cats. Maybe it won't work for your kitty. If I look for hypoallergenic, there's some great ones by Hills. There's also some Royal Canaan. Purina makes some. So there's different ways we can go at it. And I would and usually go. And the can? Hi- yeah, hypoallergenic will be in canned and or dry. Okay. Um, but okay. those are going to be using things that are novel proteins, things that your kitty hasn't been exposed to before, and generally kind of addressing the whole, um, you know, avoiding glutens, uh, you know, food colorings, preservatives, things of that nature. And okay. because it's easier to digest animal protein, we prefer cats with this kind of condition to eat meat-based food. So we don't want a lot of vegetable matter in it because that t- that's a little harder for them to digest. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So And, and yeah. the rice is, is bulk. So you don't want that then either, correct? Well, generally we'll we'll look for one single carbohydrate in there. So the more carbohydrates um, in, within the diet, it's going to be a little more challenging for her to to digest that. So just really one, uh, whether it be rice or or what have you in there. Okay, now he does eat the royal canin high. 
intense hairball formula because that's what I thought the original uh, problem was. Yeah. Now, I will tell you, so diet is definitely important, but one thing I, I disagree with is I do not think that transdermal prednisone works at all for cats. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, I have not seen any studies that show it works, blood levels of it, just not shown to be efficacious. So for me, I would much rather get prednisone in in some other oral form, either in a pill or get it compounded into a tasty liquid. Cats love things like marshmallow-flavored medications, so wow. that, that can be something to try. <laughs> because we really, the, we tried the um, the pill, and we mm-hmm. also tried a, a compound from the pharmacy that they made it into a chicken, but he just got that foamy, uh, when I put it in his bath with a syringe, he just got this foamy, terrible saliva thing. But uh-huh. um, I'll look into a marshmallow flavor. Yeah, something like that. And if, if I can't get prednisone down a cat or they don't tolerate it because I'm worried about maybe it's going to affect their blood sugar level or we're worried about other, um, you know, we have a diabetic cat, I'll look at budesonide. And that's another type of a steroid that has a little bit less side effects. And it's okay. also given um, kind of the same route. Um, but for some kitties with IBD or lymphoma, that, that might be a direction to go with. Budesonide. And then the other okay. And the other thing that I, I do look at for any cat with a chronic digestive IBD-type problem is vitamin B12. And even if your veterinarian does or does not test for that readily, it's something pretty easily to run some blood levels on. Um, and as a person who has a B12 deficiency, I can tell you it makes a huge difference in the quality of life and in restoring some of the signs of cats with uh, malabsorptive intestine problems. Okay, so I have sublingual B12 at home now. What what reads the dosage do you recommend for him? Well, in cats, we don't really use the sublingual because it's hard to oh. keep a sublingual in their mouth. But in <laughs> the, the injectable form is really what uh, we use okay. in cats. And usually 250 micrograms um, subcutaneously a week. And this is something that, you know, if you have an easygoing kitty, I have had cat owners, I've instructed them how to give this. And we start off giving it weekly, and then we taper down with time. But I've had a lot of kitties that just don't respond when we treat IBD. And it can often be because we're really not addressing some of the underlying nutritional problems that are long-term effects of this condition. So it really makes a difference for, for many cats. That's a great suggestion. Okay, so talk to the doctor about the B12, look into changing the steroid and go to a novel protein, hydrolyzed diet, eliminate the wheat, dairy, and fish, and look for a low residue. You got it, man. And if you're getting that Pepsid in, now is that in a tablet form you're giving or in a liquid? No, it's tablet. I've crushed. I uh, I have a pill cutter, okay. and I I cut it into um, quarters, and okay. I can just put his head back, open his mouth, drop it in, and he swallows it. And you know, even for some kitties, I found there are pharmacies that make something called tiny tabs. So for something like the prednisone, um, they're pretty small normally. But if you need to get it in something smaller, um, that's something that you know. A little bit of dietary cheating and something like a pill pocket. If that gets it down, oh, I love it. It makes it so much easier sure. for cats. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, that, you give me such great suggestions. I sincerely appreciate your time. Okay. Well, I wish you good luck with your baby. What's your kitty's name? This is Puff. And again, Puff, Puff is about 16 years old. Oh, okay. So, my fingers crossed. I mean, I, I don't want to get to the point where he's uh, suffering. And if he would, I would not let him continue. But... So far, he's still a happy kitty. Okay. Thanks so much for your call. This is Dr. Debbie. I'm your vet friend, and I'm looking out for your pet friend. That is so cool. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
Looking for a natural solution to litter box odors? Try Sweet Scoop, the natural clumping litter that stops odors instantly, clumps fast and firm, and tracks less around the house. Unlike clay litters that are mined and never decompose, it's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Sweet Scoop lasts longer than other clumping litters, and thanks to their patented process, Sweet Scoop works continuously to neutralize litter box odors, no matter how many cats you own. Learn more at www.sweetscoop.com. Getting ready for that spring home makeover? Then get the hottest flooring styles for less at Lumber Liquidator's Exotic Flooring Sale. Get hand-scraped exotic Brazilian cherry, hard-to-find acacia, and more, all on sale. You could pay $5.89 a square foot for Brazilian redwood at other stores, but we've got it for $3.99. That's 32% less. Plus, get high-quality laminates from $0.49 and special financing. Sale is going on now. Visit LumberLiquidator.com or your local store before these deals get away. Minimum monthly payment required. Financing subject to credit approval. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-645-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-645-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows. Pause and rewind live TV. Even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-645-MYTV. 1-855-645-MYTV. This is Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio. The number's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. That is toll-free to Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, or dog father Joey Volani. And it's brought to you by Stella and Joey's. Check out their brand new intro pack of the Chewy's Chicken, Simply Venison, Super Beef, Duck Duck Goose, and the Phenomenal Pheasant. Three ninety nine. We're selling Chewy's is sold. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. Hey, Ed, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm yourself. Very good. What's going on? I've got a, a little Cocker Spaniel Shih Tzu mixed uh, dog. She's about four years old. She also has a uh, an attitude problem. She's <laughs> totally trained real well because of our you know the job that we have. We and we got her as a pup. They put her on the 18-wheeler with us. And then, unfortunately, the company changed uh, policies, and so she had to be left at home with our uh, our daughter and son-in-law. And um, she has this attitude problem where you go outside, certain dogs, she thinks she's aggressive and has got to go for that. But other dogs, she's fine with. And she gets, uh, she gets, she gets aggressive with just certain dogs, big dogs? Yeah, it seems like the bigger dogs, she just starts getting all hyper and you know, excited. And, you know, I've got her cool. outside. We're cool. walking with the leash, and all of a sudden, Bigger dogs come along. When you when you walk your when you walk your dog when you walk your dog again my new expression it all starts with you when you walk your dog is your dog in front of you on your side behind you where is your dog? She usually we got one of those retractable leashes so she usually I just kind of just let her you know she's in front right yeah all right so so if your dog if your dog is in front of you who do you think's in charge? She would be. That's right. So the first thing, you know, to realize when you are a dog owner and when you're walking a dog, a dog walk, there's nothing more important than a dog walk. 
There's nothing more rewarding than a dog walk between you and your dog. And when you, when you walk your dog, the important thing is to make your dog earn freedom. Okay, so if you're going to let your dog walk in front of you, it has to be with your permission. Or if you're going to let your dog off a leash, it has to be with your permission. It has to be earned. So your dog has to learn to walk by your side calmly for for a period of time, and and you just lose yourself in each other. You're just walking, lost in your thoughts. Your dog's walking, lost in his thoughts. There's no emotion. There's no fear. There's no inhibitions. You're not thinking at all. You're just experiencing. You're living in the moment, and that's what dogs do. Dogs live in the moment. They don't think about about the past and they don't think about the future and that's what's so cool about them that's why it's easy to help them when they're afraid of things or when they have aggression problems so as soon as you establish that you are in charge that you're a calm assertive leader when your dog makes a move to get aggressive when you see your dog slipping into that state of mind you got to make a correction immediately and a correction is a flick of the wrist and hey just diverting your dog's mind. It's like a tap in the shoulder or suddenly walking the opposite direction very fast so that your dog gets a jolt by the leash. You make a correction. And, and it teaches your dog, hey, I'm not cool with that behavior. I don't like it. You're not going to be able to be doing that anymore. And over time, your dog will learn to understand that you are in charge, that your dog is nothing to be afraid of. Because usually when dogs react that way, it's out of fear. You know, they're afraid of the other dog, and most dogs feel that a good defense is a, is a strong offense because it works a lot of times. You'll see uh, small dogs, very nervous dogs, they get real yippy when a big dog comes by, and usually a calm big dog will turn around and walk away and leave the dog alone. So the more it works, the more the dog will do it. Does that make sense? Right. Got to learn to properly walk your dog on a leash, enter the house first, leave the house first, make your dog wait for food before you put it down, walk by the side of your dog, and then practice walking towards big dogs. As soon as your dog starts to exhibit that behavior where he starts to get into that aggressive mode, turn around and walk very quickly the opposite way and make a sound. Hey, cut it out. It'll change his mind instantly, change his mindset, and then turn around and walk towards the big dog again and do it over and over and over again till your dog starts to see that you are the leader, that you are in charge, and that you don't want that behavior. And then reward your dog for the proper good behavior. When your dog walks by a big dog with you at the side and makes no, there's no response, you go, good dog, okay? We take her outside and she sees those big dogs and like, oh man, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I... Oh, you see what you just don't, said? Don't you see you see what you just said? Here we go. You're anticipating the behavior before it happens, so the behavior will happen. And when you start to believe, you'll be able to walk past big dogs, nothing will happen. I believe. <laughs> I'm sorry. There you go. Good luck with that, Ed. I appreciate it. Give me a call back if you have any troubles. I'll put you on with any one of the Dream Team here to help you out. Yeah, poor guy needs help. He needs a behavioral expert. Because after they fix the physical problem, the dog's still going to do it because he's getting attention. Absolutely. And you know what? I saw the same thing when I was walking Boss the other day. Neighbor has two dogs, one boxer she's got no control of. She sees another dog on a leash, the owner, and she freaks out. She's, she she's anxious. Out. You yeah. can you can see it. She's like, ah, ah. She's pulling the leash, trying to pull the dog close, and the dog's just in- investigating. And Boss looks at her like, oh, hey, how you doing? And she is freaking her dog out before yep. her very yep. eyes. If she were to take control of the situation, turn and move the dog and walk, like you said, in another direction, it would just change the dog's outlook and his behavior. It's not hard. It's just people are just freaked out. I had a neighbor like that. 
he was he had a blue healer and the, the guy got attacked with his dog so i walked my dog past his house he says could you do me a favor and not walk past my house with your dog and i go no i can't do that larry yeah, yeah. so i said larry you know you, you got a lot of problems here your dog doesn't know how to act like a dog anymore look at him he, he's not sniffing he's freaked out he's afraid it's because you go in your house as i talked him into going in his house and i swear to god less than 15 minutes later his dog my dog are playing they're having a good time they're acting like dogs he looks out the window and goes how the hell did you do that I, go, I didn't do anything i just removed you your energy is awful you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405 Getting ready for that spring home makeover? Then get the hottest flooring styles for less at Lumber Liquidator's Exotic Flooring Sale. Get hand-scraped exotic Brazilian cherry, hard-to-find acacia, and more, all on sale. You could pay $5.89 a square foot for Brazilian redwood at other stores, but we've got it for $3.99. That's 32% less. Plus, get high-quality laminates from $0.49 cents and special financing. Sale is going on now. Visit LumberLiquidator.com or your local store before these deals get away. Minimum monthly payment required. Financing subject to credit approval. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Obesity, a big problem all over this country. We're, we're faced with fat people. No matter, no matter where you go, you sit down and there's a fat person and half of their leg is sitting on yours. But monkeys have that problem, too. Pet monkeys are facing an obesity epidemic because of their couch potato lifestyle, and owners are feeding them fatty foods. Animal welfare experts have warned more and more primates are becoming overweight because of their diet and their lack of exercise. According to the RSPCA, there are about 7,000 primates that are kept as pets. But welfare groups worry the problem's only getting worse, especially for monkeys, due to mainly their owners feeding them unsuitable human foods. Gene Smith runs the Yorkshire Monkey Sanctuary in the UK. 
And Jean said, we've had them so fat they can't even move sometimes, and it's just a question of the wrong diet. They're fed things like sweets, pizza, chips, cake, whatever their owner's eating, and you don't have enclosures that are big enough so they can run it all off. The sanctuary has more than 40 monkeys, and half of them reportedly came in suffering from health problems that are linked to their lifestyle. This follows similar warnings, though, for overweight dogs, cats, and rabbits. So you just got to be careful what you feed your animals. It's They're dependent on you. It's not fair. Walmart recalling tainted donkey meat at some outlets in China. The actions being taken after tests showed that the product contained DNA of other animals. Walmart will reimburse customers who purchased the bad five-spice donkey meat and is helping authorities probe their Chinese supplier. The Shandong Food and Drug Administration has said the product contained fox meat. Donkey meat's a popular snack in some parts of China. Well, this is a bizarre story. The lead lawyer in Morgan County says he's looking to press charges against the owner of a pet crematory after investigators found a mass grave with dozens of dead cats and dogs. But they're still waiting on investigation results. Early last month, investigators uncovered this grave. It had the remains of dozens of animals that were supposed to be cremated. They learned that Cameo Farr, the owner of Elliott Pet Services, was under investigation for improper disposal of family pets. Since the discovery, the case hasn't moved very far. District Attorney General Russell Johnson sent a five-page letter to state lawmakers. He outlined the case against Farr and said he's waiting for the investigation results from the Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation. He's hoping that authorities will have a sound case so they can send it to the grand jury and seek charges against Farr. How devastating would that be if you thought that, you know, you had your little pet in a jar that you took home with you and it was just carelessly buried in a mass grave? Awful. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. We've talked about Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog. Only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Hot flashes, sleeplessness, irritability, how about low libido, or weight gain? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it can be practically impossible to get relief from these problems. But you're in luck, because Ambrin can help you balance hormones and relieve your hot flashes, sleeplessness, irritability, and other symptoms of menopause. And now you can finally lose weight with Ambrin Weight Loss, a powerful new product that will help you get the results you want. So you can finally lose the weight and all those other awful menopause symptoms. 
Call now and ask how you can get your free sample of Amber and Weight Loss. Just call 1-800-242-4166. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Call Amber and right now, 1-800-242-4166. That's 1-800-242-4166. 1-800-242-4166. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Sweet Scoop, all-natural clump, clumping cat litter. You can stop those litter box odors instantly with Sweet Scoop. It's chemical-free and 100% biodegradable. Learn more over at the website at SweetScoop, S-W-H-E-A-T, scoop.com. Do we still have that $3 off coupon over yes, the website? Yes, we do. We're too darn good to you. That's what I'm saying. one 405 It's toll-free. Let's welcome to the airwaves comedian Seth Herzog. Hey Seth, how you doing? Hey there, guys. What's what is going on over there? Oh, not splitting atoms. I hear you have a brand new TV show. Is this thing on? <laughs> Hello. Well, I think we well, lost him. I guess already. you don't. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Did we lose him? Yeah, we've lost him. Judy's gonna get on that right there. There should be a show called "Why Doesn't It Work." Did you get him back? He's there? Okay. Hey, Seth, did you pay your phone bill? <laughs> I haven't paid a phone bill in years. Uh, um, that explains it. So you got a brand new TV show is what I was yes. saying. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know how much you heard, but um, Nothing. it's a Nothing. science <laughs> comedy show. It's the, I think it's Nat Geo's first foray into comedy where uh, me, Michael Ian Black, and Tom Papa, three comics, host a science show. Science comedy. I, I yeah. don't think I've ever heard that uh, genre before. It's a crazy genre. It's brand new. Okay, and so it's, it's actually the the show is adapted from an English show, an English show of the same name, Duck Quackstone Echo, which is true. And is it they don't? What? Yeah, they, they do. They actually they, they do, do, which is crazy. Huh? I yeah, always and it's funny because everything on our show we prove true. Like every theory that we posit, we then prove true, except for the title, which ends up being false. Well, I got to check it out, huh. and uh, I, I think what's really cool is that these are all the facts that we've heard throughout our life, and you do these on the spot experiments proving each fact. Exactly. Whether it's uh, you can't eat six salting crackers in a minute, or um, other things like I, uh, you know, you can get inside a um, a rubber bathing cap. You can stretch it out in a pool enough so a person can fit in it. Oh my we do that. Not, we do definitely I, I not the me. Wall with a vacuum. There's all sorts of so what, wait, wait, what can you do to a vacuum? We, we even do a bunch of stuff with um um animals. Really? Like what? We have a, we have a lot of animals. We showed that a pigs can't look up. Pigs can't look up. Okay. <laughs> how did you do that? I want to know how you did that. With um, names, produce more more milk. Cow, if you, if cows you call with names. With, if you call them by if, name. Okay. If you call them by name and treat a cow like with a little more love and give it attention and give it a name, <laughs> it'll produce more for you than if it just has like a number. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, what else? We did a whole thing about dogs yawn only to empathize with their owner well not you experiment you do experiments with these what did you do to do it yeah what was the experiment there in your dog's face and your dog is bonded with you it'll yawn back really just to see like hey i'm tired too but it doesn't really dogs don't have to yawn well they they don't have to no necessarily but often when dogs yawn they do it because you because you did it oh okay because i know when somebody yawns in the studio here i'll i'll end up yawning too (laughs) mostly because of you but not because of they're tired (laughs) This talk um, is making me yawn. Yeah. And then there's another thing we do with cat pee. Oh, really? That cat pee is is um, I forgot it has a certain agent in it, like a chemical agent in it that glows in the dark. 
Yeah, it does. I what it's called. Yeah, yeah. We, we go around with the black lights and look at the studio uh, walls. I bet. Here. I bet. I bet huh? you find lots of cat yep. cat pee everywhere. All all over. I don't, I don't understand why nobody's developed a weapon out of that stuff. I mean, that, that stuff is uh, its the most point, potent, amazing, uh, harsh stuff in existence. There, there would be the best bio, biological agent, the cat the cat pee bomb. Yes. Yes. You know why? Because once you get hit with pat, cat pee, you don't want to fight anymore. You go home. All right, yeah. I'm done. That's, that's no, the no, point. No, you're over. 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 <laughs> well, now there's some uh, non-animal things that I wanted to ask you about. Uh, I know on the show you talk about... Is there a way for bacteria from the toilet to actually reach your toothbrush no sitting yeah. over in the sink? Yeah. Because when you flush the toilet, uh, the microbes, the the microscopic little feces microbes, get aerosoled into the air and can reach up to six feet. Whoa! Wow, that's cool. That see, that's why I never flush. There it is. That I was doing the right thing all along. Or I just actually keep my toothbrush in the toilet. I say, can't beat them. Join them. You know what I'm saying? Well, when you when you go into the public restrooms now, I've always heard go to the stall nearest to the door because that's the cleanest. And that's true. You put we that to that the as well. How did you test this? I got to yeah, figure that out. What makes it how so did, How did we test it? I licked every bowl. Yeah, okay. So I didn't get sick from was the one closest to the door. <laughs> well, you know, when I go into the bathroom, I never go to the one closest to the door. So I no guess one does. No one does. And that's why it's the cleanest one by far, by like not even a little bit, by a ton. Wow. Okay, I'm going to change my my public. Peeing habits. Yeah, yeah, no one uses the first stall. <gasps> wow. It'll be like your own personal bathroom. Wow, I never knew that. We are yeah, with uh, Seth Herzog and his brand new show called Duck Quacks Don't Echo. It airs Mondays 10 to 10 30 uh, Eastern and Pacific on Nat Geo, one of our favorite channels. You've done a lot of stand up comedy. Where would you say is the strangest place you've ever done stand up? <laughs> wow, that's a great question. Um,. You know, when you do a lot of stand-up, you get asked to do all sorts of crazy places and things, especially, like, college shows. You end up performing in, like, the cafe or, you know, the, um, you know, like, the student center. But actually, now that I think about it, I'm trying to think the craziest place was, <sighs> it was at a club in Manhattan that I was supposed to be hosting a fashion show and doing jokes. And it was, like, a hip-hop night. And they had no mics. Uh, oh, so you, you had to sort of scream. So they turned off the music as the best they would do, and everyone's just crowded, people just talking amongst themselves. So I'm yelling over this crowd who's there for hip-hop night, no interest in what we're doing at all. And I have to yell over, over them for however long, and no one's even listening. That was one of the, that was one of the hardest. How about uh, any benefits for the animals? Uh, I've done a bunch of those. I've done a lot. I did a doggy benefit, sit down, stand up. That went really, really well. Uh, it didn't. It didn't go badly. I mean, I've definitely. Well, I did one benefit for animals, where it was most the audience was mostly animals. Oh, really? <laughs> like trying to perform for the cats and dogs. It was so silly. <laughs> was your first? Did you put your nose in some dog's butt? Was that your first joke? Yeah, something was... like that. Something like that. I just went and sniffed everyone's butt. You know. <laughs> That's my opening bit. Well, Seth, I look forward to this show and, and unfolding. Uh, as it, how many did you shoot? How many? We shot. It's uh, fourteen and a half hours, oh. and they're going to be premiering two a week, one after the next. So at ten and ten thirty, they're new ones every single week. Okay, wow. check it out. Monday nights, ten ten thirty Eastern and Pacific on Nat Geo. Seth Herzog, thanks so much for hanging with us. Thank you, guys. It's an absolute blast. You're awesome. Take care. Okay. Take take care. Bye now. Uh, there you go, Seth Herzog, comedian. You remember him? He was Wonder Woman.
Uh, he did the Wonder Woman uh, big he routine. He was Wonder that was, Woman. He, he did that. He was Wonder Woman. Comedy. I always I wondered yeah. who she who she was. I never knew. <laughs> now here's the thing. I asked him, "Where's the strangest and most interesting place that you've done stand up?" Now, if you're uh, in radio, you know that we come with these little lists of uh, what we're supposed to ask these. Uh, celebrities because actually judy does pre-interviews of all of our guests and she'll write down questions uh, things that we should ask and what the answers might be and so the question was here what is the strangest most interesting place you've done stand up mm-hmm. and he he talks about doing a benefit for stray dogs at a rescue with no stage no mic and no amp and i ask him about it and he doesn't remember that no, what's the deal no, well, what i don't know this you did know, he not read his own uh, bio well this you know i go on the internet and pull stuff that's years old so this is quite a few years. So oh. maybe there's been more stranger places. Maybe that was Seth MacFarlane. You might. Have, you know, sometimes you got to remind people because you know they do so much they forget what they've done. Yeah. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Flex RX. Just like people, as dogs get older, arthritis is the most common problem they face. FlexRx doesn't mask those symptoms. It restores natural joint function. Available at Pet Supplies Plus, check out FlexRx. And there is still a $10 off coupon over at the AnimalRadio.com website. Ladies and gentlemen, the dog father, Joey Volani. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I like $10 off coupons. Hey, they, that's they, a... They work good. I gotta tell you, there's, you know, you see coupons, but $10 off? That's <laughs> killer. That's great. Anyway, hey, listen, I got a, um, I got an email from a listener, and his name is, um, Frank Fredo. Uh oh. And he says that we talk about dogs and cats all the time in their coats. He says, but you never talk about a corded breed and um, how to take care of their coat. A corded breed? And what's what's had, a corded breed? A, a corded. Their, their coat is cor- is corded. What it is, it, it looks like um, dreadlocks. Um, oh, Rasta like Rastafarian, Yeah. Like Rastafarian coat. I've seen those. And um, you've got Commodores, Poolies, and a few other breeds, even some Poodles, because Poodles have the capability of their coats being corded. And the problem that he's having is, and I totally understand this problem, is the dog stinks um, even fresh out of a bath. I bet. And the reason why is, I mean, if you've ever seen one of these dogs in full coat, they're about four to five inches thick um, with cords, which I'll call dreads at this point, so everyone can really kind of understand it. Um, so they're about four to five inches thick with these dreads um, before you can get to the dog's skin. And basically that was designed in the early days to mainly for the herding dogs. It was armor. So if they were protecting, uh, you know, herds of sheep or, or whatever or whatever they were herding, um, if there was something that came into it and, and, and they got into a scuffle with it, it wouldn't hurt the pet. So it was it's almost like almost like the shell on a turtle. Well, that's what the corded coat does for the corded breeds. Anyway, the problem is it's like a mop. Okay, so picture if you if <laughs> yeah. you wash the floor and you leave the mop out for a little while and it gets that smell. Mm. Well, the dogs get the same smell. The only problem is sometimes it affects their skin. So what you have to do is you have to get in there with something that's going to clean it. Regular shampoo, for the most, doesn't clean it. There's a couple things you could do. They do make antibacterial soap, um, and I'm not talking about dish detergent, even though in, in a pinch... It would work. It's not the greatest thing in the world for your dog's skin, but it would work. But um, an antibacterial shampoo, and I haven't seen them 
um, too often in the pet stores. You probably have to go online, and I would just um, search antibacterial pet shampoo. If you can't find that, the next best thing that you can do is, is and, and I, this is um, a product that I talk about a lot on the show, is OxyClean. Now, OxyClean, oh, yeah. because it oxygenates everything, it will kill the bacteria. So what you'll basically do is, is you'll fill up your tub with water. You'll add two to three scoops of OxyClean to the warm water. Okay, mix that around so it dissolves real good. And then put your pet in it and let them sit in it. And, um, you know, work it into the coat, work it into the cords. That's safe. Take them out. Right? It's it's very safe. It's really what it is um, in a nutshell. It's powdered hydrogen peroxide uh-huh. is more or less what it is. Now, you can't get it in their eyes, but it's not going to hurt if they, you know, drink it. And I'm not talking about concentrate. I'm talking about the mixture. So just like I say, if you use this for skunk odor, it, the smell will intensify until it dries. Well, does that work on regular dogs? I mean, with regular coats, not corded, but just regular coats, too? It'll, it'll work on any coat. Okay. Cat's fur. Um, yes, absolutely. Very good. Joey Villani, ladies and gentlemen, we're so proud to have him on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. And let's take another one for a world's greatest vet. That is, of course, our very own Dr. Debbie. And we have Tim, who I understand has two questions. Do we do? Do we allow that? Do we allow two questions? I'm going to allow. Yeah. Okay, we'll allow two questions. Hey, Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you taking two questions. Uh, <laughs> first thing is, I've got a um, well. He's supposed to be a miniature long-haired dachshund, but I don't think there's anything miniature about him. Uh, <laughs> He weighs 15 pounds, so I think they sold me a line as well as a dog. But anyway, um, <laughs> when he drinks his water, he gets choked. I mean, he gags and sounds like he's going to throw up and just has a real rough time with it. So I was just wondering if there was anything that you knew could be causing that. Mm-hmm. And is it only when he's drinking water, or does he have problems with food? No, no problems with food at all. It's just okay. water. And is it pretty consistent that he does it most every time he's drinking? It, it's pretty consistent, yeah. Not every time, okay. but he does it a lot. Yeah, and there are some dogs that we can see this um, where they start this gagging right after drinking. There's some concern that there could be a sensory nerve dysfunction. So basically they're kind of not sensing things back in the back of the throat really well, and it actually is leading to them aspirating and choking on that water. So, so that's a possibility. It's a little challenging to determine that just from looking at a dog. So there is testing involved. However, there are pets that it's more than just that, and it's more than just them kind of coughing this up. And for some pets, they can actually develop some dysfunction um, with the laryngeal area and basically where the muscles in the throat don't coordinate normally, and it allows food or water to actually kind of go down that wrong pipe. Um, that's a little bit more um, advanced of a situation, and with those pets, we can see more uh, labored breathing. They actually may have pneumonia. Uh, they may have a different breathing pattern at, at rest. So it doesn't quite sound like you're in that situation. Um, so I guess the, the simple thing is that it might be something to look at um, and to do a little bit more investigation, maybe start with some x-rays of the neck area and maybe have a good anesthetic exam where the vet looks down the throat 
those might be some things to kind of get a little bit better comfort, whether it is something of concern or not. Now, there are some simple things that I would instruct you to maybe try at home to see if this helps to alleviate um, the symptoms. And if it's all, if all you're left with is that just he kind of coughs and gags with water and it doesn't lead to anything more serious, then we may just need to try these things. And, and one would be to try um, elevating the food and water on a little feeding stand. And for some dogs, that's all it takes is that just that elevation and little height can make a difference. Okay. The, the other thing you can try is to experiment a little bit and add, instead of offering just plain water, you can actually add the water to the food. Um, if he eats kibble or um, even canned food, you can just add some of his drinking water to that. And because he'll be eating it, it may not cause that same reaction. And that way you kind of help to minimize some of the coughing and gagging he does at other times. Um, okay. But those might just be some little experiments you can try to see if that helps make a difference for him. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll try that. And he's he's got his um, annual checkup this week anyway. And I, that's why I wanted to talk to you just to try to talk to the vet too when he goes to see him and maybe give him some ideas to look at also. Sort okay. of like a second opinion, I guess. So <laughs> absolutely. Um, okay. The second thing was, and <laughs> this is gross, but how often should you express the anal glands? <laughs> anal glands, it's one of our favorite topics in the vet world. Um, the, the answer is as often as you need to. Uh, does your guy have some problems where he's scooting his bottom or he has leakage of those glands? Well, he doesn't leak and he doesn't scoot that much. He does occasionally, but he, he really bites at it a lot. And okay. I know it's All not right. fleas. He doesn't have fleas. And, mm-hmm. and um, I take it, I take him to one of the major change to having groomed once a month and uh, mm-hmm. and they said that that's one of the indications that his his uh, glands needs to be expressed so they always yeah. do it and that's once a month and i was just a little surprised that he may need it more than that that seems kind of often well, you know, for dachshunds, once a month is actually a very common reality. Um, more than that, I, I can't say that we don't occasionally have a pet we do more than once a month, but I try to avoid it if possible. Um, although, you know, I'll tell you my little puppy, <laughs> I'm down to like every two weeks um, for him because he actually starts leaking his gland material around the house. So, so I'm kind of with you there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little frustrated with these glands. Um, but yeah, I would shoot for once a month if you can. But for the, you know, average pet, maybe non-dachshund, I'd say every one month to every three months. Um, and how do you know if there's a problem? Yeah, if they're scooting, licking, biting at the bottom, um, or leaving lovely little stinky smells that smell like nasty tuna coming out of a can. Um, to me, that's a symptom that we need what, to get those. What causes that? Because Ladybug doesn't deal with that, uh, you know, uh, don't want to jinx it there, knock on wood, but why is it one dog has to have their anal glands expressed more than another dog? You know, there's a lot of theories out there. Some folks think that it's related to the fiber content in the diet, so they'll try to bulk up their stools to make them not have problems. But, you know, it, it doesn't always work that way. Um, there are some breeds where we just tend to see more problems. Basset hounds and dachshunds are probably my number two breeds that we see frequent anal gland expressions that just need to be done for comfort and, you know, and for owner's happiness. <laughs> um, and then, you know, just some dogs, uh, we can see more problems if they have food allergies. 
they can have more symptoms of the anal glands. Um, so, you know, some of those things we can kind of play with diet a little bit for some pets as well. And, you know, there's that occasional pet we will talk about taking these glands out. And, you know, I may be signing up boss <laughs> for this surgery if I have to keep squeezing these glands every 7 to 14 days. Wow. Um, so... I'll keep you posted I didn't realize on that you one. Could have that done, so maybe that'll be a, be a possibility. Yeah, you can, and it's definitely the surgery is not the the first choice we have because if we can manage something without having to cut out a body part, we definitely would prefer it. Um, but sure. uh, for the pets that have you know frequent infections or we just have a lot of um, ongoing issues with these glands, surgery is you know definitely something to consider. Hope that helps well, you, Tim. I appreciate your help and, and enjoyed the call. Thank you. I appreciate appreciate you listening to Animal Radio. You tell your friends about it, okay? I will. Okay. one 405 more listeners we can get, the better I can pay rent. Hey, I'm just telling you the way it is, okay? Let's pile on those listeners. And we have new listeners every week. Oh, are we done here? Yes. <laughs> Listen, we got to get out of here. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. And you can uh, check us out online at AnimalRadio.com. Ask your questions through the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download that puppy right now. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See ya. This is Animal Radio Network.